Talk, episode 8 of series 3. This week you have a guest, but before I get into that, I want to briefly tell you once again about the launch that is happening this Saturday, 23rd of February. We are launching the Mum Talk podcast Instagram page, a page where you guys can connect. It can be a hub for all things sharing, all things mum life, dad life, parent life, everything, pre-birth, post-birth. So it is launching with a whole ton of giveaways and they are amazing giveaways from brands such as Ergo Baby, Scandiborn, The Positive Birthing Company, LV, just so many brands have come on board and I am incredibly grateful. Many of the brands I have reviewed on the podcast at some point. If you haven't already, make sure you have gone over to the Instagram page and you're following Mum Talk, you've turned on the notifications So you get the notification of the giveaway when it comes onto your feed this Saturday. We're effectively doing 10 days of giveaways. It'll all become a little bit more clear when it starts, but I want you guys to be the first to know. So make sure you've gone on over. And if you haven't subscribed already, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify is also really important. So do that now and then you don't have to do it when the competition starts on Saturday. That is all I'm going to say for this moment. I will catch you again at the end to remind you. But the guest on this podcast is Grace. She is the founder of Scandiborn. If you don't know it already, go check it out. It is the most beautiful website full of Scandinavian-inspired interiors for the nursery, toys, clothing, hospital bags, nursing bags, baby changing bags, beautiful, beautiful items. It is well worth a look. But what we are actually talking about is, of course, not products. It's about how Scandiborn came about. With Grace being a mum, she is also pregnant with her second. We talk about running such a successful business, building such a successful business, the realities around it, childcare around it. And I have to say, this podcast really put some things into perspective for me that to have such a successful business like Grace has, it is not necessarily what you see on Instagram. It is hard, hard, hard work. So enjoy the podcast. That's all I'm going to say. There's so much more that we discuss on the podcast. It is a great one to listen to. In True Mum Talk style, we dive straight in. I will let you know it is a Skype call. A couple of places, the connection did drop off a little bit, but stick with it. It's fine quality. Grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Why don't we start right from the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think our story is quite similar to a lot of people's because we um, we started the business. Uh, when I was pregnant with Harry, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a combination of factors because um, my husband James got made redundant. He was in PR and marketing. Um, okay. We were both doing jobs working away. So I used to um, work for a big technology firm called Accenture. Um, and I was a project manager there for them um, for 10 years. And uh, we were both doing lots of travel. I mean, I was um, flying to India and, um, to our delivery center there. I was in London, I was in Newcastle. James was, you know, doing similar things. And we realized obviously that wasn't going to work with a baby. So when James got made redundant, we decided that actually it'd be good for him to stay at home. So I actually earned more money than James at that point. And, 
Um, so financially for us, that was the only option mm -hmm. that he should take more of the childcare on whilst I went back to work after maternity leave. Um, he started having looking at business ideas. We had a few different options. One of them, you know, we had two, I think on the table, one of them was totally unrelated to baby business, but, um, we went to Copenhagen and we, we've got a few friends that live there and we, we've been there quite a lot and, we went into the baby department, which we'd never been in before because we were not, you know, we were probably the first of our friends to have kids. And we were like, oh my God, this is what we want our nursery to look like. And why is this not in the UK? And, and it was just a combination of factors, really. You know, we wanted to start a business. He'd been made redundant. We saw this gap in the market. And then when we started speaking to suppliers, so literally cold calling people, like, you know, we've got this concept. You know, what's your position in the UK market? Are you trying to get into the UK, we realised that there was quite a lot of ma major suppliers in Scandinavia that wanted to break into the UK market as well. Um, so at that point, we just put together a, um, we, we had a, a friend, a friend of mine's husband runs like a branding agency mm -hmm. and, um, and he was amazing. They just helped us out like mates rates, put together some ideas for the brand and came up with a logo, came up with like the concept, oh, put wow. together a really, really basic, like one pager that we could send out. Um, and then, yeah, just start having conversations on the phone with, with suppliers, you know, whilst, you know, th at this point, I think, yeah. So the first suppliers we spoke to before I had Harry, but after that it was just as I'd had Harry. So similar to you, you know, like between naps and, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, some were successful, some weren't. Some said, no, sorry, like, we're not doing online only and we don't know enough about you, um, but good luck. And luckily, we secured a few of the bigger brands in Scandinavia. And once we had a couple of those, then the smaller ones followed. So. Oh, fantastic. It sounds like you started off with a great skill set between you and your husband. You had the skills needed to build something like this and luckily friends in who could come and help as well. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think we felt that. I mean, I've never worked in retail. I mean, yeah. he's never worked in retail. Um, but, you know, I had a reasonable amount of IT um, knowledge and I understood um, what we needed to do to get a website together. And he obviously has a lot of PR experience. So, but again, in a totally unrelated um, industry. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, he doesn't do our PR anymore. <laughs> he... Uh, he uh, he grudgingly gave that up to someone that had better contacts than him in the industry. But yeah, it, we did. And um, yeah, I mean, it was hard at first for both of us because we never worked together before mm. and we're extremely different people. Um, and, you know, working together, being husband and wife is one thing, working together is another. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, so at first we really, we did really struggle with that. You know, we, we found that we would have different, you know, opinions about what we should do. And although the direction of the business we agreed on, it, you know, how to get there was, was something we, we struggled to get on the same page about. But um, I think one thing that has been really good for us and like, you know, we're three years in now, we, we have a brilliant, we work so well together now, but that has been through, um, I suppose, experience that just, we have really separate roles within the business. We're not both stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. So it's like any organisation, you know, anywhere you work, you, you don't want other people trying to take your role. No. So, you know, when we were both trying to do the same thing, we 
weren't, you know, we weren't, that didn't work for us. So we have very separate roles and um, it, it works. It works out really, really well. And considering we sit in the same room together all day, every day. Um, yeah, we're, we're lucky. We're lucky that it's worked out. So not, I know not everyone could do that. But I suppose what I'd say is it, it, it didn't click from day one. You have to work at it. And yeah. Absolutely. So I'm assuming you work at home from home. Yeah, so we have actually a, uh, an office in our garden. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, so my house is like just <laughs> just there, um, but it's we built that about a year and a half into the business. Um, okay. You know, we started this from our spare room, um, and we moved into a warehouse probably uh, five months after starting. Oh, fantastic! So it was it was um, it was a bit crazy how it you know we weren't expecting the response we got from the brand we were expecting a much slower growth than we had um and I think you know some of that's down to timing mm. you know we got in at the right time and some of it's down to you know obviously everyone got on board with the concept and the brand so yeah absolutely and I, I you were the big brands in almost weren't you I suppose to yeah. get into this market and to showcase their goods essentially yeah yeah, oh, fantastic. yeah very so, lucky with them Skipping back right to the early days. So obviously this all came about as you were going to birth your son. Yes. So that must have been mentally incredibly challenging to have to be thinking about essentially your business, which would have been your baby at the time, and then your baby baby coming along. So, I mean, how did you kind of manage all of that, like juggling your, you know, your birth for your son and also the birth of your business, essentially? Yeah, I mean, I think... Luckily, I suppose it's. I'm more worried this time, to be honest, with this baby than my the last because we weren't live last time. You know, we were still yeah. in planning, and at the end of the day, we hadn't announced it to anyone. If we needed to push the date back, we could have done. Um, there wasn't a huge amount of pressure um, to get, you know, in terms of timing. Yeah. Um, I mean, Harry ended up actually arriving five weeks early. Oh gosh. So he you know, that was a shock and, um, you know, we, that took us a while to kind of adjust to, and he was, he was luckily okay. Um, but you know, we had to spend a bit of time in hospital and all the rest of it. So, um, you know, the business took a back seat for a little while, to be honest. And I think, I think one of the things I would say is that like, you know, even now what can get onto that conversation is that, you know, I don't, I don't try and do it all. Like I don't do it all. I'm not super mum. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have loads of time with Harry. Like I have full time childcare. I have five days a week childcare, mm-hmm. and I have done since since he was since the business kicked off properly. Yeah. Um, because uh, I couldn't do it all, um, and I tried at first and failed very badly. So <laughs> um, I said, I think that's the thing really to, I think there's lots of people that think, especially on Instagram, because Instagram's not real, yes. um, <laughs> that people are just like, you know, building these amazing businesses whilst having a lovely time with their child. And I mean, they might be, but that is definitely not our um, experience. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously that first year with the with the baby's hard, like the sleep absolutely is awful and um, it's it? it absolutely killer. And when you've got to concentrate as well, it's it's a nightmare. But um, I think I also wasn't, you know, I I don't think I was 
very prepared to have a small baby mm-hmm. and I think if I'm really honest I think I um it it wasn't my favorite time like I wasn't very good with a new baby like I was quite bored mm-hmm. uh, sounds horrible but I was I was quite um I found it quite difficult I found it quite isolating like none of my friends had babies yeah um I didn't know what I was doing um and I think you know to be honest, having the focus of the business saved me a little bit. Yes. Because I needed that outlet for myself. Um, I think a lot of people feel the same. You're certainly not alone in that. Yeah, and I think it's difficult to say, isn't it? Because, you know, you know, you love your baby and everyone loves their babies. But I think that that is such a shock. Yeah. Um, and everyone takes to it differently. And I'm not... Um, you know, I don't get me wrong, like I love a new, but you know, when my friends have newborns, I can go, oh, that's so sweet. But, you know, I'm not, I, I'm, I, I'm better with a toddler. My skills, maybe it's because I'm a child or something, but um, I kind of, I, I found that baby stage really hard up until about six or nine months. Yeah. Uh, um, and then when they start doing something and interacting a bit more, I found it more interesting and I found like I could start to enjoy myself. Whereas, you know I didn't enjoy the first six nine months but I'm hoping this time to be different because I've done it once yes and I'm I really hope this time I can soak up a bit of the newborn because you know it's a bit of a regret for me you know I didn't enjoy it and you know you don't get it back and everyone always says to you please you know enjoy it enjoy it but all you can think is oh my god I can't keep my eyes open I'm so tired absolutely Um, (laughs) it's not enjoyable um but actually this time I really hope that I'm able to embrace it a little bit more and and I know that it's going to pass you know and just accept that I need to have a nap and you know be okay with that Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I did not accept that I needed to nap. And when she used to nap, I didn't take the opportunity <laughs> to nap. And now she won't nap. And all I want to do is nap. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't I'm it? I'm on that one. Yeah. So how, um, I mean, what, what's your plan for when baby does arrive to with the business? Will your husband kind of take over a bit or what's, what's your plan? Yeah, I mean, he, he will... Um... I think he'll step into my shoes a little bit. I mean, we'll try and get everything as organised as possible. And we're lucky we've got a customer service team now. We have a warehouse. Um, You know, we have a PR lady that works for us. Um, So we have people. It's not just us. Um, But, yes, I still work a full-time job. Um, So ultimately, he will step into my shoes for a little bit. But um, I won't have a maternity leave. And, you know... I accept that is different this time and, and that's how it has to be, um, which is a little unfortunate in some ways, but also I there is no way I can step away from this business for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, one, because I'm an absolute control freak. <laughs> um, and two, because I love it. And um, I would be just thinking about it all the time and um, I need to be able to have some time on it. So... There's going to be a balance. I think we're going to have to see how it goes. But we also do have childcare. Um, So we have some childcare ready um, from when this little one will be about 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. um, Part-time childcare. Um, And I've done that purposely because I know that um, I can't do it all. Absolutely. Uh, And, you know... I know that it's going to be really hard and I know that 
you know, on day one when I need to drop her off, I'm going to probably be in floods of tears, but it's what has to happen. And I think, and I think, you know, everyone deals with it differently, but I'm not, it's very important to me that I'm able with the time I spend with her, um, I'm able to bond and I'm able to have a good, um, a good time with her and I'm able to do the things that, you know, I want to do with her. What I don't want is to feel like I'm doing a bad job of both. So yeah. I'm being, you know, I'm not able to be a good mum to her because I'm stressed because I haven't done the stuff I need to do for the business and then vice versa. So I'm hoping that, I mean, it will only be part time and I'll, so I will cut my hours down, but, um, the, the stuff I'll be doing, I'll be doing the priority stuff, you know? Yeah. Because um, at the end of the day, it's really important to me and, and to James that we we maintain what we've done um, so far and not to slip backwards. Um, you know, we've built a brilliant brand. We've got, you know, a great following and people come to us because they know what to expect from us and they know we give good customer service and, we, you know, the products are great. And, you know, if, if James and I or, or just me even stepped away from that, um, I know that there would be things that would fall by the wayside and, and I'm not prepared for that to happen. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's going to be, it's, I think it's important to say that, you know, I'm not going to try and do it all. And I think it's, you know, it's everyone's different, you know, and I, you know, there's lots of people out there running businesses with babies and, uh, you know, I admire them to be able to do the juggle and to do it in nap times and, some people don't have a choice either. We have a choice that we can put, you know, this little one in childcare and we have enough money to be able to do that part-time and we're lucky. Um, but, you know, I think you, you can't, you can't do it all. You're one person. And, and you know, ultimately, you know, James James will be, he sees his 50-50 share in this baby. You know, he knows that he needs to do as much as me, but ultimately for those first few months, it, it, it will be more down to me. It's very difficult, isn't it, for them yeah. to actually lend much of a hand. Exactly. So, you know, I, I have to sort of look. I think I'm being a little bit more selfish this time and knowing that um, I, I know what I need to do to avoid it, like some kind of total breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm putting the things in place early yeah. um, so that I know that, you know, she's going to be well looked after and I'm still going to have time with her, but I can still look after the business. Absolutely. I do get a lot of questions on childcare. So what, what childcare do you have for your little boy and and um, your baby? Yeah, so um, Harry's in nursery. I mean, he gets his three hours now because mm-hmm. um, he's three and a half. Um, and this baby will go to the same nursery. Okay. So um, I we've always used the nursery with Harry. I've never had a childminder, so I don't know how to compare it. I mean, I've got friends that have great childminders, but I wanted, I, I wanted to have the nursery setting just for like when, so the first thing to say actually, which we missed out is that after I went back from maternity leave, well, after maternity leave with Harry, I actually went back to my job. Okay. So like this didn't just, this didn't just like create out of, like, you know, we launched a business and then we were really successful. Yeah. James was made redundant. James James stayed um, stayed at home, did a lot of childcare, did the business, like, early days. It wasn't that busy. You know, he did what we needed to do. He packed parcels. I went back to my full-time job for a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. So I did a year's full-time and um, half a year part-time before I decided we were confident enough that we could... Um, 
I could resign. Yeah. So um, it took us a long time to get there. I mean, when it's your whole mortgage resting on, you know, your business performing and, you know, doing well, it's not an easy decision to make. No. Um, so, so yeah, that's just an important point to make because I think, you know, people can see from the outside, like we've never advertised that. Obviously, when we built the business, we didn't want people to think we were just doing this out of our spare room. We wanted to, you know, we knew we wanted to move to a warehouse and we wanted to have that kind of corporate image. Um, and we wanted people to kind of have confidence in shopping with us. And, um, you know, we've always tried to be... Um, we've tried to be open and honest about how we built the business, but at the same time, I think it's, it's, it was important for us to, to build the brand, you know, and, and that consumer confidence in the brand. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's taken a long, long time. You know, I've only been working full time on the business for a year. Wow. So it's, it it was, it's been the best thing we've ever done, but the hardest thing as well. Yes, I bet. I bet. So how do you split your roles between yourself and James, your husband? Yeah, so I, I obviously deal with all the social media side of things. Um, and Which I deal beautiful, with... beautiful, by the way. Your Instagram page is so gorgeous. Oh, oh thank you. Um, so I deal with all that side of things and I do all of the buying. So I select all of the products and I um, generally manage kind of the operation. So the warehouse customer service team that's kind of my bag um although they're kind of self-sufficient like I I still have a call with them every single day because there will always be things they need to ask um and then James does all of the financials um he does all of the 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 goods and stuff so obviously you've got to book goods into the warehouse you've got to upload all of the products so he's responsible for all of the product uploads and the content which is his kind of experience all of the you know behind the scenes stuff on the website around seo and um and stuff like that and also managing our our ads and um you know we've got a digital agency um so managing kind of that relationship Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the split um it's too much for two people. You probably need more more people, to be honest. But um, it's uh, we're at a very tricky growth stage in the business, you know. Um, and we are investing a lot of most of our money. It, all of our money goes back into the business. It goes back into stock, you know. Yeah. We're bringing on so many new brands this year. We're bringing on all the new collections. We try and stock the best range, and um, you know our stock our stock holding is really high. Um, because we want to have that really broad range of products for our customers. Yes. Yeah. And I imagine there's, you know, there's more awareness of Scandinavian products now, aren't there? Um, So essentially, I guess, from when you started back in, what, 2015? Yeah. um, There's now more competition, as with everything out there now, and more UK brands stocking the same thing that you're stocking and exactly exactly yeah Yeah, there's a lot of competition out there and you know um you have to I suppose you have to see it as it's healthy competition's healthy absolutely you know um it's it makes generally on the whole it makes us better at what we do because you know we're always striving to to find new things Mm -hmm. to bring um, the best new stuff to our customers, you know, and whether that's products or whether that's like trying to refine kind of how we do things, our shipping rates or 
stuff like that we're always trying to you know make sure that we're competitive yeah and that we're providing the right level and, and a really good level of services so that people come back to us and, and we create a loyal customer base you know Absolutely. that's a lot of our brand values you know we want to it, it costs us a lot of money to acquire a new customer so when a customer comes to our website and you know that might be through a google ad or a facebook ad or you know generally we pay for it somehow mm. and it's really important to keep hold of that person um and to give them the best experience so that they want to come back again and buy from us. Yes. Um, that's that's at the heart of, of what of what we do, and we spend a lot of our time. Um, and of course, new customers are really important because we only have people for a certain length of time with their babies, but um, that longevity and the, the lifetime value of your customer is, is, is something that I think is really important in retail. Absolutely. And it's not only, you know, um, get... Uh, buyers with babies themselves is I imagine a lot of people come and buy gifts for babies that they know are on their way and yeah exactly well one of the questions that um one of my listeners had for you was what do you outsource versus do yourself at home and in the business and we've kind of covered that as far as the business goes um but at home I know you've mentioned childcare. is there kind of anything else that you are able to do yourself or um, outsource or, I mean, do you have a cleaner? I mean, the listeners are kind of interested in knowing just how do you juggle everything? And, um, you know, there are a lot of mums who get, I think that get to the stage that we found ourselves in where going back to work isn't necessarily doable, but also being a hundred percent stay at home mum also isn't doable and wanting to perhaps go, and start their own business and whatever it might be. I mean, are there, yeah, what do you do at home to make your life easier to be able to be at your business a little bit more? Yeah, I have. I do have a cleaner. Um, we haven't had her for very long, actually, but as soon as we could afford to have a cleaner, we have a cleaner. Yeah. Um, he comes for three hours a week, which is an absolute lifesaver, to be honest. Um, and... She does. She does the cleaning. She doesn't do any of the washing or anything. But I can handle that. So that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, and then we're planning. We've got two dogs as well. Oh my goodness! And a cat um, who we adopted for some bizarre reason. I'm not <laughs> sure why we adopted him in the end. It's, it's one of those decisions you make and think, why have we done this? But now we, well, there's nothing we can do. Um, <laughs> he's very sweet. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's actually the least trouble, but. Um, <laughs> winds the dogs up so um yeah so there's one of my dogs sitting down here with me. <laughs> yeah she's very she's very sweet there she is so yeah we've got two dogs so um I would say they're my husband's dogs more than my dogs he loves he loves dogs so um but we have decided that when the baby arrives for the first six to twelve weeks we are going to have a dog walker come three times a week um because the puppy especially is wild and if she doesn't have her walk she will take the house apart so we are planning to have that and with a new baby I mean I'm just going to totally lose the plot so we've decided we're definitely doing that so that's another thing that I do um it's difficult you can't outsource everything because there's not endless money Uh, I would like to outsource more things um (laughs) but also I like you know one I wouldn't want to have, for example, I won't, don't want to have a nanny in the house. Not, 
I don't think we could afford, I don't know how much nannies cost, but I don't think we could afford a nanny. But even if we could afford a nanny, I don't, wouldn't want one personally because I don't want someone in my house, yeah. which is why I like to have nursery. Yeah. The nursery has good hours and also, you know, nursery, you know, there's very little issue with kind of people being poorly and letting you down. Um, we are lucky as well that like my, my parents and my husband's parents, they, they live about an hour and a half away. So it's not super local, but as long as we plan it in, they, they are really willing to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, on the half terms now, Harry's at, um, Harry actually goes to two different nurseries, but he has a preschool type thing. It's shorter days and that has half, you know, that has term time. And in half terms, um, he will go to the grandparents and stay. Oh, lovely. So we have that as well. Um, so I think one thing that's is really hard is I with the business is that, and it gives you a amount of flexibility that I wouldn't have had at my old job. So you know I was reporting to someone I couldn't have just said I'm sorry I'm I'm going to pick my son up now because um, he's ill. I would have been in Newcastle or London or wherever I would have been. Or I, I need to go to the TV on this day. I know it clashes with this big meeting. They wouldn't have cared and I wouldn't have been able to go. Yeah. So there are there is definitely elements of flexibility, which I really enjoy and I'm really grateful for. But at the same time, I think it's really important to know, depending on what kind of business you, you build, and I think you can build one that is a bit more flexible than ours, <laughs> is um, you work a lot harder yeah. and a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and it and never stops. And it never stops. So we just to, you know, we haven't actually had, a th- and this is a bit sad and a bit sad to admit it because I think we could have done more to, I think we probably could have tried to do more to get ourselves to take a holiday, but we haven't had a, a proper family holiday in three years. Yeah. Like yeah. a proper family holiday, um, as in no laptops, no nothing, you know, proper quality time with Harry. Yeah. And that's... For me, that is, you know, it does upset me. You know, I think to myself, you know, we've, we've got to get to the point in the next year where we can do that because, you know, I, we didn't have children not to spend that quality time with them. Yeah. So, I, you know, things, you know, we, we need to bring on the right people now so that we are, are able just to take a two-week break, you know? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, we've taken Harry to Copenhagen and we've tried to tag things on to different trade shows and, you know, we took him to Paris last week because we didn't have any grandparents that could look, look after him. So both sets were on holiday, which is absolutely outrageous and <laughs> irritated. But <laughs> with us, this trade show, we thought, God, this is going to be a nightmare, this three-year-old just taking the place apart. But he really loved it because there's just loads of toys. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was saying to all his friends, oh, I'm going to Paris. And, um, you know, they weren't much nicer. And so we go see the Eiffel Tower. And he's like, Mummy, why didn't we go to the Eiffel Tower? And basically just spent three days in a, you know, a warehouse looking yeah. at products, you know, so y- y- you feel dreadful. You think, you know, he thinks he's going to Paris. He's been telling all his friends and then we've t- taken him to this, you know, trade show warehouse and he thinks it's a holiday. Um, you know, that it has, you know, but this is the reality. And I think it's really important for me to be honest with people because it's not, it's not how it appears on Instagram. Yeah. You know, yeah. how people, how people you know portray it it's it's really hard work I work every evening I work at least one day at the weekend and you know holidays have been you know we've had one UK holiday and I spent most of that you know on my laptop so you know it's 
I think the first three to four years of building a business is is really tough. And I think most business owners say that. Mm. And I hope that we can get to the point in the next year where we can bring the right personal people on so that we can, you know, have a little bit more quality time with Harry and the new baby and actually take a proper break. Um, because I know it will be good for us as well. And I know it's good for the business. It's good, it's, it's good to have that separate time to think. You know, when you're doing this all day, every day, you know, you, you need that thinking space sometimes, think of new ideas and directions. So um, that is one of the eight, it's actually one of our aims for this year. We've written, when we wrote our plan for 2019, that was one of the aims. Take a holiday. Yeah. Sounds like a very good aim and goal to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I hope this isn't too depressing. Everyone's going to be thinking, God, I'm not doing this. It's Absolutely sad. not at all. It's it's really lovely for you to be so honest and to be able to share, you know, your experience. If you, you know, came on with it all being absolutely perfect and super easy, everyone would be flipping doing it, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I think that there are, there's huge numbers of positives. Like, I've never been happier in my job. Like, I... I genuinely, genuinely, even though I've not taken a proper holiday in three years, get up every single day and want to come to work. Yes. And you can't, I mean, I've never had that in my career, yeah. ever. Um, and that's why I do it, because you're a long, long time working. And if you can find something that you genuinely really enjoy doing, yes. it makes a massive difference to your life and to your family's life. You know, I'm much less stressed out grumpy person than I <laughs> when I worked for my old firm yeah. you know there was a huge amount of pressure on me from other people to do things instead of being able to manage my own time and also uh, you'll be such an inspiration for your children for them to see you get up in the morning really want to go to work them see you run this amazing um successful business that you created yourself like from ground up that's such an inspiration for them to see uh, yeah no I hope I hope what it will do is allow them to realize that they can do different things they can do what Absolutely. they want in their life I think so, so many kids grow up don't they thinking yeah. oh my god you know dad's got to go to work he hates it he doesn't yeah. want to go they see that don't they, they so do. initially they you know working isn't something that they look forward to yeah um so yeah yeah, yeah I never really, to be honest I never really thought of it that way I mean one thing that I'm pleased about is that I'm hoping Harry and, and this little one will see that they they can if they want to run their own business or do something like that they could do it because yeah. I never thought that that was really an option you know when you when I left university like there was school like there was no, no part of me that would have thought um oh I know I'll do I'll set my own business up mm. whereas now I've set this up I think um I don't I mean I have loads of ideas of other things that we could do you know not that we have any time to do them but <laughs> You know, once you start, you think, oh, well, you know, there's a gap in the market or, you know, that would be interesting. Or, you know, I think you, you start thinking in a different way about, um, yeah, your work life and, and, you know, being able to try and it's just shaping it to fit your family. And at the moment, ours definitely doesn't. But um, I know that it can. And I think that's the important thing. You know, I know that we put in the groundwork and I'm hoping that that means, you know, we've put in a huge amount of hard work in the early stages and I'm hoping that means that we can um it still will be hard work but we can kind of build in some time for us now um absolutely and in the big big picture of it all 
it's still fairly new, isn't it? Yes, yeah, we're only three years old. Yeah. yeah. So there's there is time for you to take your holiday. I'm going to keep you to that. I will. I'll be messaging you like <laughs> at the end of this year. Have you taken your holiday yet? <laughs> I know. I don't know about holiday with a newborn now. I don't know. I had a bad experience with Harry. Oh no. Maybe we'll stick, maybe we'll stick to the UK. Maybe we'll like go to centre parts or something. That seems to be like somewhere that people like to go. What was your bad experience? Oh, it's it. It was just it was just awful from start to finish. Like new parents taking a baby on to a really hot place. Oh no! Did you know? <laughs> and they hate the heat, don't they? But we didn't think about that. We just thought about oh, we'd love to go there. We'll be like sitting on the beach oh, with a baby no. that doesn't like the heat and doesn't like sand. You know, no, it wasn't. It was not good. I didn't actually think about that either. Where did you go to the Caribbean or something? No, no, we went to, was it, Gre- yeah, it was Greece. Greece, oh, lovely. Uh, it yeah, was. that would have been a nice place to have gone. Greece in the summer, spoiling. Um, oh and you don't really think about that when it's just the two of you, do you? But, no. Um, but like, well, Harry certainly didn't. He had heat rash. Oh, it was, no. He was a bit young to really appreciate, like, didn't really want to go in the water. Yeah. Um, and so it was It was quite com- comical, really. Um so yeah that was he was really young as well like we that was really stupid um <laughs> he was only about six weeks old oh wow like, yeah let's do nice <laughs> um so yeah I think this time I think we will do something but maybe somewhere a little cooler <laughs> yeah we popped to France my husband's French so we popped to France to see the grandparents a couple of times which has been lovely and then I think in March we're going to go to France and then also go to Portugal so it should be warm but not not, but not hot no no oh that sounds nice I love Portugal yeah that's, that's a good shout yes I'm we were thinking Barbados but then but then we both decided mm, maybe not <laughs> and also ridiculously expensive yeah um so a lot of what we talk about on the podcast is i ask about births um Mm. are you happy to share your birth story and maybe your birth plan with your newborn yeah yeah no problem um so yeah i with harry um we went to hypnobirthing classes actually did you like them yeah I did, I really, and I'm very, I'm extremely sceptical person. Um, so I kind of got convinced into it by a friend, and she said, you need to go, and I said, oh, I'm not sure I can do this, but I'll go along. James is actually way more open-minded than me, um, and we really enjoyed it. We had a great teacher. It was really enjoyable. I learned, you know, a lot around breathing techniques. I, I don't think I fully... Um, committed my mind into it you know I think there was still that reservation if I'm looked at now I think there was still that reservation in my mind around you know whether this um technique could really take you know the pain of labor away um or make labor easier for me um but I did learn a lot on that course that helped me Mm. um I was still working at my job when um when I when, when I went into labor but basically, I started working from home. So I started working from home about 33 weeks. I, obviously, my, like I mentioned, my job, I did a lot of traveling. And I just started to feel, like, dreadful, to be honest, um, at the end of my pregnancy. 
And I said to uh, my boss, look, I'm really sorry, I'm, I can't travel anymore. I'm, I'm going to work from home. I was managing a team in India. And so I was doing lots of phone calls with them at like 4 a.m. in the morning and oh stuff, which was fine because I was awake. So it's fine. <laughs> this baby is following the same pattern and waking me up every morning at four. Um, so I was sat on my bouncy ball for about, I don't know whether this is why I went into labor early, who knows, but I sat on my bouncy ball for about three weeks at the kitchen table. And I went to the toilet one day and, and I had a bit of blood and yeah. I thought that's a bit weird. Um, didn't really know what that meant. Um, and obviously now I know it was a show. And so I rang my husband and said, look, you know, I've had, a, I'm, I'm rhesus negative blood type. So, um, I'd had to have the anti-D injection. It's really important that you, if you do have a bleed that you go to hospital because they may need to top that up for you. Right. Um, so it's like when your blood type is different to the baby's blood type, um, so, and specifically with being rhesus negative blood type. So I ran my husband and said, look, I'm fine. I'm going to just drive to hospital because I've had this, you know, bit of blood. I'm going to get them to check me over. Don't worry about coming home. Um, like he, I know I had an important meeting that day and I said, you know, I'll let you know if there's any problems. So I drove myself to the hospital, parked my car in the motor story, walked about half a mile to the hospital and the midwife kind of looked. I said, you know, I had this, you know, oh, right, well, we'll examine you. Um, had to wait in triage for an hour. And they examined me and they said, yes, you're, you're in labour. Um, I said, sorry? <laughs> no, no. Um, yes, you're in labour. You're three centimetres dilated. Right, OK. Um, hadn't packed my hospital bag. Um, had just shown up like in what I was wearing in my, in my you know bag just my normal handbag yeah um I said well what does that mean like can I go home and, and get my stuff no you can't go home because the baby's early so it was only 35 just 35 weeks um you have to call your husband and get him to do that so he was working away um he had his bike at the station so he goes back on the train gets his bike rides home packs the hospital bag oh my goodness um, Along with, I mean, when he got the hospital bag to the hospital, he, he packed a, approximately 30,000 breast pads in it. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. <laughs> but he was obviously just, like, grabbing everything. Um, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that was very funny. So, anyway, that that evening, I'd started to have some, like, contractions, and they were really manageable. And um, the midwife said, look, I don't really know if anything's going to happen here, but we're going to keep you in to, to monitor you. And um, so I went to sleep on the ward and about 2.30 a.m. I woke up and it was quite a painful contraction. And so I say surgery now because I've been doing the hypnobirth. So I need to use the right terms. So I, I called the, the midwife and she examined me. And I was four centimetres and then my waters went. Wow. So I rang my husband straight away and it went through to um welcome to the o2 messaging service oh, no. it's like the worst i mean i've never felt so terrified in my whole life but luckily he had the foresight to take the house phone upstairs so i called the house phone and got hold of him oh, thank so goodness. he was yeah thank goodness for that but he um he arrived in the next sort of 15 minutes we were living in the hospital um at which point i totally lost it i i'd, I'd gone into total um i'd, I'd, I'd I mean, I was just a mess, you know, I was 
what if there's something with the baby? I hope it's going to be okay. You know, I've just totally lost my calm. Um, but what was really good is that he got me back and got the breathing under control. Mm. And that really, really helped. And that was all because of the hypnobirthing he'd done because he knew what to do. Um, and I had a very, very quick labour. I was, I was, you know, lucky in that way. It, it, it progressed very quickly. And, um, I, you know, within an hour or so, I was, I was ready to push. Wow. So um, I had the classic transition wobble where yeah. I shouted for an epidural very loudly. And my husband said, do you remember you didn't want an epidural? And I swore at him um, <laughs> and demanded it. And as they went to get it, I said, oh, God, I need to push. So, um, yeah, the pushing stage for me was the hardest, actually. It was really, really difficult. And, like, having done the – I've been doing the – well, I bought, I bought the Yes Mum's Hypnobirthing book, so I've read that. But I've also been doing um, – the positive um, birth companies online pack. Oh yes, and Siobhan. Oh, she's yeah. great. She's been on the podcast actually. Oh, has she? Yeah, she's really, great. I've really enjoyed it, and it's been really good. And I've really liked to like learn about the science behind it. And for someone that has that kind of scientific brain, like mm. you know, kind of I have that analytical brain. I like to understand why it works, yeah. and everything that she says makes a lot of sense. So. I didn't know about that side last time and I think that's going to really help me this time. So, and, and I've been doing that and I, I really kind of, I remember back now to that pushing stage specifically. And I know I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it as effectively as I could have been. Yeah. So I'm really, I say I'm really looking forward to my birth. I am. I'm really looking forward to this time. It being, um, you know, learning on from what happened last time and hoping that, that actually this time it's a little bit um, easier. I mean, I still tore and it was, you know, the recovery for me was quite hard afterwards. Um, but I was in hospital for a week and a bit with Harry and um, that was actually quite helpful because yeah. I just stayed in bed. Um, so, so, yeah, overall for a first birth, I think I was, I mean, I had a, po- a pretty positive birth apart from the fact it, he was very early which meant lots of people in the room um lots of monitoring so I wasn't able to move about as I, I would have liked to so mm. hoping this little one stays in until at least 37 weeks so that <laughs> I can have that kind of you know a bit more mobility in the room because I think that it does really help not being you know tied up to these machines yeah um but also knowing that if she doesn't I d- I've done it once and you know, the techniques I've been learning hopefully are going to help keep calm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. So when are you due? Um, start of April, very start of ah, April. Ah, well, wow. I've got, I've got nine, eight and a half weeks left, so oh my final countdown. Oh, my goodness. Well, you look amazing. Oh, gosh, you haven't seen, can you see my face? <laughs> no, but still, <laughs> you look really amazing. Um, yeah, no. I'm, I'm a lot bigger this time. I'm a lot, lot bigger this time. I think your body just knows what to do and um, kind of pops out. And I'm at that stage where everyone's saying, oh, when are you due? Oh, are you sure there's not two in there? And it's like, oh, oh God. I'm going to say. Uh, I bumps like way over the chart. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big, I'm not got, I haven't got a big frame anyway. So it looks enormous. Um, yeah. And, you know, the midwife kind of said, oh, you, you know, I'm just going to plot you on the chart, but don't worry about it. Um, you're way over. 
but don't worry, it's nothing to worry about. And it's like, well, don't tell me then. I prefer not to be plotted on the chart. No. <laughs> not to know. Oh, exactly. I remember when I was, I don't know, maybe 15 weeks out or something, my mum's partner said to me, gosh, you look like you're ready to go any second. And I was like, that's not really a very helpful thing to say, you know, because clearly you're just saying that I look ginormous. Yeah, and I'm still 15 weeks of growth there. I know, exactly. I'm just looking at my bump thinking, how is this going to grow for another wife, nine weeks? But I know it will, and it will be yeah. fine. Of course um, it will. So, um, it will. yeah, no, I, I'm... I'm very, very busy uh, uh, with the business and I'm quite grateful for that because it keeps me my mind focused because I think in this last trimester, especially last time, I I found it very difficult to stay like positive and stop dwelling on things that I was nervous about and worried about. Yeah. And this time I'm especially having the business but also having a toddler to look after. Yes. You have less time to kind of worry about about all of that stuff. Absolutely. And on that note, I can hear my little one oh, in the background losing her, losing oh, it. I think she's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to get it's her to take... It's been so nice anyway. Oh, it's been lovely. We've, we've been trying to get her to take a bottle so my husband can feed her a little bit, but it is not yeah. going well. <laughs> oh, God, that. It's so, so hard. I know I'm going to have the same thing this time. Like, I don't know what to do because obviously we're going to have childcare at 12 weeks and... Mm. Like how how's that going to work? You know, just establish feeding, and then I've got to kind of give it to someone else, and that means we have to pump and do that. So um, I don't quite know how we're going to work it. I'm gonna I'm gonna see how it goes. Mm, yeah, I mean, I was really hoping leaving it this long, she would you know think, oh great, it's something new to put in my mouth. I'll have a bottle, yeah, no problem. Uh, but no, she's clever aren't they <laughs> they are they're so clever she like she it's almost like she smells it and then you know mm. has a bit of a taste of it it's like oh yes that's milk and then she'll go to suck and then she'll just spit it all out again <laughs> but oh never mind she we will get there she knows. she's she's determined <laughs> <laughs> she is it has been so lovely talking to you thank you for giving me this time when you're so busy no oh, no i really appreciate it i've never done one of these before so it's really nice of me too so thank you I'm sure you will agree with me what an incredible woman and what a brilliant informative podcast we covered so much and I really hope that you are able to take something away with you from that podcast so as promised I'm going to whiz through the brands who are involved with our giveaway and what they are giving away so make sure you're following mum talk podcast instagram page by saturday the 23rd of february to have the best chance of winning these giveaways. Okay, so the brands are Ergo Baby. You all know how much I adore my Ergo Baby carrier. They are gifting an all-position 360 baby carrier. We're also joined by My Hummy, who are the white noise machine that we absolutely adore. It's a white and pink noise machine. Um, they have got the most beautiful little bears, and you can choose any bear you want off their whole website. We're also joined by Bambino Mio. They are gifting a reusable Mio Solo all-in-one nappy and also some rainforest muslin squares and they are so cute, the prints on these um, muslins and also on the nappies. We also have cheeky wipes involved. Cheeky wipes are the reusable wipes that we use with Amandine. They are absolutely fantastic. They are gifting a hands and faces kit and they are just 
brilliant for out and about and also at home for mucky faces, mucky bums, mucky hands. The Grow Company are coming on board. They are gifting a gorgeous little grow bag, really gorgeous grow bag. We also have LV. LV, I have their breast pump, which you have heard me review if you've been listening to the podcast. They are gifting us one of their brilliant pelvic floor trainers. So post-birth or even pre-birth, if you want to be tracking your pelvic floor and how that is improving, especially after birth, this is an absolute must. It's a brilliant piece of kit. We are also being joined by the brand Baby Bjorn. They are gifting their newly launched feeding kit. So this is a cup, a bib and um, some cutlery and it's super, super cute. You may have remembered Siobhan from the Positive Birth Company. She came on the podcast a little while ago in series, uh, yeah, series one. She is gifting a digital pack, a whole digital pack and affirmation cards to the winner for that giveaway. I did her digital pack. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, it's hypnobirthing and it is super. So definitely get involved with that giveaway. Scandiborn, who I have just been speaking with, Grace, she is gifting a BB Hug Me pillow, the best maternity pillow in the world. I didn't have one for my maternity, but I wish, wish, wish I had. And if I'm lucky enough to be pregnant again, I will definitely be hunting one of those down because they look ridiculously comfy. We also have Organic Babies, who are by The Green People UK. I use their sunscreens, and they do a baby range called Organic Babies, and they are gifting a silent night set, which contains a lavender-scented baby wash and also shampoo and soothing baby salve, which is super, super cute. So, there are another few brands coming on board. I will save those for later on in the next podcast. I will check in with you guys next week, but get liking the page and get spreading the word. I will chat to you next week. Bye.